I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hi, everybody. This is the Blizzard Watch podcast where we watch Blizzard. I'm Matt, your host, and with me this week are two just absolutely scrumptious co-hosts. They're scrumptious. I'm going with scrumptious. We're on this train all the way to scrumptiousness. Uh, first up, because I don't introduce him first that often, apparently he tastes really good. Mitch, how you doing, Mitch? I'm tasty, apparently. Yeah, I don't know what's happening, but let's just keep going. What have you been up to this week? Uh, More heroes. Or here's the storm. You sound like they've made you do it. Like you're locked in a room. No, I'm just, I feel like I, I, boring answers. It's like, yeah, still playing here's the storm. Still here doing that thing. Um, but yeah, uh, playing here's the storm. I, was it last week or the week before? I don't know. I killed Ar- Argus on normal either this week or last week. So you've so gotten access cool. to Silithus and you can do all that stuff now? Yeah, but I haven't actually done that yet because I did it on the PTR like a week before it hit live. And, uh, like, it's cool stuff, don't get me wrong, but it it doesn't really lead to anything that I want, like, right now. I gotcha. Um, but, yeah, I, I totally missed the Call of the Scarab event, too. Like, I knew it was happening, and I was like, oh, it's kind of cool, whatever, blah, 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 and I just didn't end up doing it, sadly. Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. I have, like, serious PTSD about the original uh, Gates of Encourage, so I don't ever want to look at that at holiday. That's a micro-holiday I'm going to be avoiding. It's like, this is like, seriously, I, I start getting the shakes and I remember just killing bugs. See, for, I, I love the original. It's just, I don't know, micro holidays are very short, which is their intention, but I also miss yeah. that most of the time. Yeah, for me, it's it's just something I'm perfectly happy it exists. Don't want to see it. But uh, also here with us this week, as she is every week, literally every week, Mitch and I have missed shows and has never missed the show and cannot miss a show. She will hunt down and destroy every show. It is her destiny. Uh, Ann Stickney, what do you have to do this week? Um, I've been good. I've been delicious. Wait, are we still doing that? I don't think we're yeah, doing that anymore. Anyway. You're, you're, you're nice and sugar frosted. You're a delicious show hunter. <laughs> show hunter. <laughs> I'm the one that records it. I kind of have to be here. <laughs> That's uh, true. What have I been doing this week? I got Terragosa staff. Yay! 
I finished Oh, I it did see that. Congratulations. On my priest. And after... Okay, that's the one where you do it and you get the big dragons above Orgrimmar or Stormwind. Yeah. Wind. Yep. Yeah, it was like a cool light show thing. I went and I talked to Halle, who I was like really happy to see, even though she was in the middle of Orgrimmar. I was like, why are you here and not up on a, the side of a mountain in winter spring, hidden away? Because that's where you used to be. But um, she like walked me outside and then she summoned a little disc for me and said, hop on this because Caligos is up there waiting for you. And then it took me up and there was like this whole little scene that played out and Terragosa decided that she wanted to stay in the staff forever and ever with me and um, I can use the staff and turn into a dragon now which is pretty great except that I thought that it would add it to my mount collection and it doesn't because it's a transformation type thing Um, so I made a macro that swaps Zalatath out for the staff makes me cast the staff so I turn into the dragon and then swaps back to Zalatath so um, wait you can can turn into the dragon and then remove the staff yeah Oh, shoot. I thought you had to have the staff. The <laughs> Your entire world time has been changed forever, Mitch. It yeah, has. you could totally I do that. You could totally do that. So right I'm just keeping the staff in my bags, and I have the macro button set up on my keybinds. So if I want to turn it into the dragon, I could turn it into the dragon if I want. Yay. Okay. I might have to uh, steal that idea because that was one of my biggest, you know, saddies was that I couldn't use it um, all the time. No, you can use it indefinitely as long as you want to. It's fine. Um, Yay. I wish there was like a better way to facilitate that, but that's okay. I will take making a macro and having to keep the staff in my bags. I mean, between the wardrobe and the re- regent's tab and all that other stuff that they added to like save space, um, I can afford yeah. to keep one legendary staff in my bags that I'm never going to use for anything but Not turning to into a dragon. Four new I find myself spots. find myself wondering if they did that because people would get mad if it counted for like achievements. Since yeah. only certain classes can get it. It's only casters, and um, yeah, I think they did it. Well, Yeah, but Paladins and Death Knights have class mounts that do count towards that. So. Yeah, I was going to say, this one just sort of tied... It, it's tied to the staff. It's not really a mount that you get. It's a magic... It's like an effect that the staff has. So it doesn't do they really count, count the, as a mount. You do they know count I mean? the vial of the Shifting Sands or whatever, the, the one that yes. turns you into yeah. Sandrake? Yeah, yeah that's a mount. mount. That's a mount. Yep. But that uh, one, is... again, you don't need, like, it, it's when you drink the vial of the Shifting Sands, you gain that ability, so it becomes a mount. It's something that you learn. The staff is something that you use in combat and whatever. It's just one of the little on-use perks of having the staff is you can turn into a dragon. Didn't the rogue daggers give you wings or something? Yeah. Yes, they were the red bull of their time. Ugh, they were so good. Still don't have those. I like have one those. of the only ones oh I don't gosh, have. Oh my gosh, Mitch. Okay, you need to solo Dragon Soul and get yourself the I have daggers. soloed Dragon Soul so many times on my priest for the stupid mount that I am right. so not ready to go back there yet. You should take a rogue in there and do it because seriously, that legendary quest chain is probably my favorite. Although Terragosa, after finishing everything and getting the staff for Terragosa, that one is a, a definitive second place and like right up there with the daggers. Cataclysm really nailed the whole legendary chain thing. Like the idea of doing a legendary chain. Yeah, it's not chain. like the, the ones from from Warlords, not from Warlords, from Wrath, which just weren't as good. No, the they were, were they were kinda... collect the pieces and stuff. Although I guess Shadowmourne was kind of a little more involved. Mm, I did Shadowmourne four times. It's not. I, it's... I don't think it really had any like. It had a little bit of quest stuff, but not Here's like the, 
Shadowmourne, you get a quest to go get Light's Vengeance from where Arthas dropped it. That's the mace he had that he dropped to get Frostmourne. Right. You go pick that thing up. There's a tiny bit of story there. Then you bring that back. You get quests to basically go kill bosses and get items from them. You then you have to connect. You have to collect shards. Then there's the whole take your weapon and do this ridiculous thing that only gets harder when you have less people in the raid. You do that three times with three different bosses to tap into the various powers of like unholy blood. And it's basically everything about Shadowmorn tells you that we were going to give this to just death Knights, but then we realized warriors and paladins would literally go insane. So we're going <laughs> to let them have it too, but it's totally not. It's a, it's a death. Knight so weapon. would you say, would you say that Keldalar like the chain for Keldalar, which much better, uh, that one was much more story, much better, okay. way more story than Shadowmorn. Um, by the way, if you, if you guys, for some reason, miss doing the chain for Keldalar, um, Go do that because that one was also excellent, and you get to go back to the Sunwell after well, after Velen restored it and everything. I was confusing it for Kelsarar. You're right. No. That's Keldalar. Keldalar. Kelsarar is the one where it was like, "Hey, put From this in Ani. front of yeah. put this in front of Anixia while she's breathing." <laughs> yeah, not not much of a story to that one, but we should was... probably talk into actual stories because we do have stuff to cover this week. Oh yeah, we should. Um, Sorry. Uh, Let's, as usual, these are the top stories for World of Warcraft and other Blizzard games. And we're going to actually talk about World of Warcraft first because today um, the, the dev team dropped a dev water cooler talking about class design in Battle for Azeroth and what they're going to do and what they're not going to do, um, which was actually pretty interesting. Uh, some of it is a continuation from Legion, like the stated Legion goal of class fantasy. They want to focus on what makes classes unique. And one of the things they talked about was that throughout the years – class design has gotten to a point where it's somewhat homogenized in terms of like group buffs and raid-wide abilities. Like as an example, you've got, I think at least two classes that can do bloodlust slash heroism. Oh, uh, you have like three or four now. Three with hunters. Is there a fourth that can do it? Uh, mage, honestly... shaman. Time warp, bloodlust. Yeah, I think it's three. Hunter it's thing. Three yeah, that's the ones I know about. Um, and that's I don't one think anybody else. There was a leather working item that that did like a mini version of it. Was there yeah, for the a while? Drums. The drums. You, you can still get drums, but, but it it's is, like a mini again, version. A mini of version. It. Yeah, yeah. But they were, so that's one example. Another example is you know various raid buffs they had over the years that they took out in Legion. There's a they're going to be looking at restoring individuality. In some cases, that means taking some stuff out. Like for instance, the one I just mentioned. Well, they haven't made any. There's been no statement. Your your class is going to lose X. They haven't said that yet. Uh, but the the thing where they saw during the uh, be, the beta, not the beta, the uh, tests during BlizzCon, they noticed that certain class abilities are back. Like for instance, uh, Battle Shout and the the one that priests have Fortitude. Yep, power uh, those, Fortitude. Those were back, and they have they have unique to the class effects. They don't. They're not exactly the same as other people's buffs. Um, that's one example they talked about. They talked about artifacts. Wait, so Fort is back? Like like blue diamond yeah. fort is back yep. yeah okay yep. is paw back because paw they, was they did not say i yeah. think paw was back on the the test areas i think it was <gasps> so i think sorry. almost all of those were back to some degree that was and they, my... they actually they that was make them not they wanted yeah. to make them not you not overlap like if yeah. you have x class should another class shouldn't have it that's right. there was actually there was a post a while back where and you know obviously this could change but they pretty much had the buffs slash debuffs set for every single class except uh it might have been shamans actually didn't have their one but it like it's not always going to be a buff like warlocks you know like curse of elements type thing where it debuffs the enemy but it's not going to be something that mages can also do right yeah the goal is to to make it not 
these things not overlap. So if you have, if warriors have battle shout, battle shout won't be the same as whatever whatever uh, paladins get. We'll assume it's kings, just for the sake of discussion. And uh, yeah. like you mentioned, ma- mages will have something like arcane brilliance or okay, whatever. But then how about not kings works. and might instead? Says the oh, th- th- there was. <laughs> Might would basically I mean, be the same as Battle Shout anyway, so you have yeah, warriors providing. I guess yeah. there there was a post that actually outlined all of what they will have. Yeah, but so that was from yeah. the that was from the uh, test on BlizzCon's floor. It wasn't, no, th- oh, it was okay. It was from the floor. It wasn't an official. It was post. from the floor. It wasn't an official post. They have not come out and said this is what we're going to do. They just said they said it in a general sense uh, that they're going to try to make it unique. They're going to try and take stuff that's duplicated and make it less so. I just so I that, have to say know, I have to interject here. And, and say that um, I'm really excited that Fort is coming back and possibly Paw or whatever else because it's weird. It's weird because it's just like a little buff spell, right? It's not. It's not even. It's something that you have to cast before a raid or whatever you cast on groups, you know, that kind of thing. But when they took it out, all of a sudden it was like one of those little perks of gameplay that I enjoyed was gone, and it's. I don't I don't know why, but like if I was running around in low level areas or things like that, I would throw fort on on people as I was running by them or just, you know, tooling around the city. I'd throw fort on people as I was running by them just because it was fun to do. Did you guys ever do that? I never played a class that could. Okay, well, they took when they took it out, when they took it out, all of a sudden it was like, oh, it's gone. (laughs) I don't get to do fun things for people anymore. See, I um, played Warriors, and all Warrior stuff is just I yell, and me and my group feels good about it. Yeah. That was, which, I I mean, I, I like it fine, but, you know, it was always one of those things that always made me want them to expand the system. Like, give Warriors a healing shout. Get up! That stab wound to the chest isn't that bad. Oh, you're right. Or, you know, a resurrection shout. You're not dead! Oh, you get to be dead when I tell you you're dead. You're right! This dead thing is for the birds. I'll get up. So, yeah, um, I don't know. Yeah, for those interested, I did. I found the post that has all of the different buffs and debuffs so far. And Shaman's the one that doesn't have anything. But yeah, everything else is. It's just like intellect, mastery, armor, stamina, verse, uh, movement speed from hunters, actually. And then, you know, a couple of debuffs like, here and there. Royal Payday in the chat channel said, in all caps, give me back my totems. And I absolutely agree. 100 Century and totem. A million percent. Yeah, I miss, I mean, I have the talent that lets me slap down four totems at once, and it's not the same. I Playing a shaman right back. now is just not the same. I, I just want my totems back. I want to be able to pick and choose what totems I stick out there. I want. Yes, I, I want sentry even, totem back. <laughs> I want all I of them even back. If, even if they made all the totems something offensive and not a buff thing, which, you know, feels weird if you played a shaman back in the day. Because that's what totems were for the longest time. They were, buffs, they were just yeah. buffs. Wind Fury but even Toto, if, man. Even, even if you didn't do that and you made them all offensive, actually make them. You know what I mean? Like they're I'd just... be okay with that, too. It's just there's something really satisfying about plunking a totem on the ground. That was part of the shaman glass. That was just part of playing a shaman. And when they took that out, it just it took something out of the class right along with it. And I can't it... explain it. I really can't. It's just it doesn't feel right anymore. Yeah, one of the other things they were talking about is how they're going to deal with artifacts when mm-hmm. they take artifacts out. Um, they're aware that for some classes, the artifact is spec-defining. Um, you don't play it the same without it. I think shamans are a really good example here, uh, especially yeah. enhanced shamans. Uh, you, you play that class completely differently once your, your artifact is, is up there. You've got a completely different play style. And they're aware of that because that's one of the things that they thought of when they, when they did artifacts. They even say in the, in the post – 
one of the attractions was that they could make them flashier and more more class altering because they knew they were going to go away. This they weren't going to have to balance this. It was going to be a temporary thing, not a. It's like balance it for the course of one expansion, and then you don't have to think about it again. But at the same time, they're aware that for some people, this means that going into Battle for Azeroth, you're going to feel weird. You're going to have like big lulls where you don't have stuff that you you're used to having, and they're looking at making some of that stuff class wide. But they're going to be really careful with it because not all of it was balanced or intended to go forward. Uh, yeah, it, they, it's a cool end game ability, but once you start moving into a leveling again, it would just throw everything out of whack. So they're gonna instead they're gonna basically try and increase resource gathering and so forth, so you can do stuff with your dead spots that the artifact will leave behind. But there are some that they're thinking about actually making class. They, they specifically said the bar is very high for abilities to actually become part of your main kit. Yeah, because the whole point of the artifact and the artifact traits and artifact abilities was that they were class and spec defining for one expansion like shadow priests i think are a good example of something that's probably not going to carry forward um you know we have a couple passives here and there that like summon tentacles and stuff but the main ability from our artifact weapon is void torrent where we hold the dagger out and we just do like a long channel it's on a minute cooldown it has a high you know damage per minute uh or damage per execute time whatever but it's it's we are holding the dagger forward and it's not like it changes our core rotation because it is on that minute cooldown. It, it does a decent amount of damage, but it's not like that damage can't be compensated for somewhere else. Yeah. And, it's uh, just an extra thing. It doesn't affect your play style. Yeah. So I, I would not count on that going forward. And I would think something like that is exactly yeah. what Blizzard's referring to. Okay. You but, to... but, but okay. Hattie though. <laughs> uh, <laughs> still. Do you think we'll get, We'll get to take him on our adventures, continuing on, even if we don't have the weapon. They technically have already said no, and people are on forums petitioning to have that changed. Yeah, he's our buddy. Come on. For for now, it's a no. Sorry, Doc. I got to go with no. No. (laughs) Honestly, like for me, like there's some stuff in the artifacts that I like that I'm gonna. The reason that whole reason I'm gonna keep that thing in my bags is so every time I go to Throne of Thunder, I'm gonna put the thing back on because it's hilarious. Are you oh yeah, going absolutely. To do that though, when you when you go to Throne of Thunder right now, yes, uh, I, I, are, I'm saying, know. are you going to have your artifact? They're not going away. You can you're gonna you're gonna still have the object. Are you sure? You sure? Uh, they, that was the last time they talked about. It. They said they weren't actually taking the thing away from you. I don't know if that's still the case. I mean, you do the thing at the end of Silithus, and you still have the artifact. But it's they still, yeah. they have spoilers. Just haven't done that yet myself. I don't think. I'm you not actually really do that actually yet. saying spoilers. Well, they, but, they haven't yeah. finished. They haven't. They haven't done whatever the absolute final thing is yet. Anyway. Okay. And that's All the right. thing. There was PTR data mined, and this isn't like a huge spoiler. It was just there was some sort of artifact decay system that was data mined, and that sounds like the exact sort of thing that's going to be like, "Hey, we're six months away from uh, Battle for Azeroth. Your artifact is decaying at ten percent." It's just going to and... fall apart here by the time. And you then, get like, to... the, by the, the time Battle for Azeroth comes out, it's I gone. don't think they can do that for one simple reason. Mm-hmm. If the thing actually decays, like if it's actually affecting the weapon and you can't use it as well anymore, people are going to lose their minds during that six month period where some people are still doing content. Yeah. There's and I just... mean, I, well, they have said you can go back and get most of the appearances next. Ex- like... Yeah, if you're going back and getting the appearances, you're going to have the artifact because that's the only way you're going to yeah, know. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. It's, so it's they aren't going to ditch it. They aren't going to ditch the artifacts. We're just going to have them in our bags make... forever. Yeah. And I think ever they're going to make it ever. so that they don't they don't scale forward and the abilities aren't as good. 
Uh, that's what it seems to me. Like the DPS jump will probably be pretty significant when you switch, but I don't know. We, Here's we'll see my what problem, happens. and this is an interesting problem and one that was brought up to me in the queue today and one of the questions I'm going to answer for the queue to- tomorrow, but um, since this show doesn't come out until Friday for like the main site, then I guess it doesn't matter if I talk about it now. Uh, so the question was, how do I get rid of all of these Legion legendaries? <laughs> <laughs> they were like, I can't destroy them. They're indestructible. I cannot vendor them, but I have so many of them that they are clogging up my bags and I have to stop like every hour to vendor all the junk because I have all these legendaries just clogging my bags. And the more I was thinking about it, the more I was like, you know, you're kind of right because I went and looked at my bank just to test this theory about whether or not we could actually destroy them. I was like, hey, Prydaz, I'm going to try and throw you away. <laughs> Wouldn't let me do it. Said it, you can't destroy that. Yeah, and, and I'm like, don't want it. oh, I've, I've tried to. Okay, so does this mean it's just going to live in our bags in perpetuity? Like, thank you for the four bag slots. <laughs> I guess that starts to make up for the twelve legendaries I have glutting my bank. I mean, I don't know. Um, what are they going to do about that? Because that that's a weird problem to have but they'll it is probably a problem. just make it so you can get rid of them to be honest do you think do you think post legion maybe they'll make it so you could get like you know five gold at a vendor maybe yeah i, I don't know <laughs> you can sell it for five gold it served you well it's it's item level 1000 <laughs> go ahead and vendor it i i kind of hope that they do something about that because yeah um Right now, there's no way to get rid of it. There's no way to get rid of your artifacts either, by the way. You can't destroy those. I think instead of letting you get rid of them, the artifacts you have in the bank should just all fuse together into a Voltron-like monstrosity and attack you. It's like a Swiss Army knife, only it's just... <laughs> it, just it just fused together into a boss. You until flip you out some... the one blade and you start scaring trolls left and right. <laughs> you put it back in, you need to open a wine bottle. Just unfold the corkscrew. <laughs> But only legendary corkscrew, anyway. It's a legendary corkscrew. <laughs> There's also a yeah. legendary toothpick in there that nobody ever uses. <laughs> the, the, the last thing we should talk about before we move on to another story is that they also talked about talent design. And if you're worried they're going to completely rejigger your class, they probably won't be. That's one of the things they said is that they're they're looking less at big talent redesigns and more at just tweaking talents to, to get them further along the path they want. They want to have talents that are less this talents for AOE versus this talents for single target because then people feel like they just have to switch whenever the bosses change and that's not really a meaningful choice for them and they they also don't want to have it so that you have three talents that are basically all you know let's just crunch the numbers and figure out which one of these does most more damage so because that's like a no-brainer choice you just pick the one that does the most damage so they're looking at that but they're not looking to like they're hoping to not have a situation where they come up with a you know they rename a tree and call it combat or something like that. Again, they don't want to have big redesigns. They want they're they're aiming for smaller, more compact. They, they want to the, the short version is they want to make things feel more unique and be a little more unique, but they don't want to change things too much. Yeah, and they're they're talking specifically one of the talent choices they're talking about is any talent that changes the pacing of a of a spec, any talent that basically takes it gives you more you know more uses of an ability or changes how you use your abilities. Anything that, that changes the way the rotation feels, they're going to be real careful with. They're not going to just jump those in. Cough, surrender to madness. Yeah. They don't want to take those out entirely. They don't want to get rid of that idea because when it's done right, it's fun. Like if you have a, a talent that 
does a change to your rotation in a way that's meaningful and interesting. That's and fun kills, for players. And, and then it kills you at the end. That's even more fun. Oh, anything that kills you at the end is okay by me, Mitch. That's fine. I'm, no, I'm serious. I love it. I know. Me too. Literally, one of the most fun I've ever had in a dungeon was watching you kill yourself. I'm not. It was. <laughs> I'm not kidding. We, we used to do the leveling stream, and Mitch would. Ju- I'd be tanking, and Mitch would kill himself, and it would just be like this moment of pure joy in my evil little heart. That like, wasn't <laughs> even because of surrender. That was just me being stupid. Yeah. Mitch is dead. Well, I remember we were doing the we were doing the beta for Legion, and that you, one, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and, yeah. yeah. You you like annihilated yourself with that just as we killed that boss <laughs> who summons all the ads. We yeah. were like, yay, we won, and I'm like, yay, Mitch is dead. Yeah, that was uh, good. Uh, that was a lot I, of fun. But uh, also, we have other stuff to talk about this week. I'm gonna just say it: the heroes teaser is getting to the point where I feel like they're trolling Mitch specifically. Really. <laughs> Yeah, the dumb, the thing. Go ahead and talk about it, Mitch, because I honestly feel like they're trolling you. So uh, after Blaze came out, I think Blaze, um, who for a while was just known as like the Firebat hero, because there was a leaked list that goes all the way back to like June, and pretty much every single hero was on that list, and Blaze was the last one. Right after Blaze came out, someone claimed that Melganis was coming next, and that Belial from Diablo would be after him. So a lot of people expected Ooh, Melganis. I'd like Belial. I would like Melganis. Hmm, I'd like both of them. would be cool, too. Um, but a lot of people suspected that Malganus was coming. And then Blizzard, you know, I, I knew we kind of knew when the teasers were going to come. We knew they were, you know, it's roughly that time of week, month or whatever. And they put out something that's just like it a green, almost imagine like the screw, like something's breathing or like opening its eyes real quickly and closing. Just like this green crystal kind of appears and then fades back out. And that was yesterday. And immediately in chat, uh, Alex and I were like, oh, it's the Demon Hunter crystal. And Liz and Dan were like, it looks like a leaf. So we already didn't really know what was happening. And, uh, you know, some people thought maybe it's a Sarah. Some people thought, oh, that, you know, the the, pris- the crystal prism means it's Maiev because it's uh, Maiev you know, or Cordana. That was my guess. I'm like, it's a warden. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a warden. And then today they released basically the same teaser, except... Um, I don't know if it breathes longer or if they just added detail to it, but it, I say breathe this, I don't know if that's the right word exactly, but uh, you see a figure now in the background and the figure looks a lot like a warden in a combat pose moving toward the crystal or like in the combat pose standing you know, in front more, of the crystal. The more I look at it, the more I'm wondering, because there's a line in it, there's a line, not like a spoken line, I'm talking about like an actual line in the artwork that looks like the border of a warden's cape. That's yeah, why. And that's, so when I yeah. first looked at it, I'm like, that's a warden because it looks like it's doing that same kind of hover pose that they do, you know, the idol, I'm going to attack yeah. that thing over there, but I haven't moved yet, like that pose. But then the more I looked at it, the more I was like, is that all one figure or is that a warden cape and then there's somebody else standing behind it and, and I can't and figure it out? Like I thought, uh, which is the point? At, they don't want us to yeah. figure it out, but you know. At, at first, I thought it was like a, a chain or like some sort of—I don't know if leech is the right word—but that little the, there's a little white line, and it, it's kind of moving up and down a little bit. And I thought maybe at first I thought maybe it was like the chain thing, and then someone pointed out, "Oh no, that's the warden cape." And like you said, put them side by side with the warden in the kind of combat-ready position, which. I, I did post a picture of that in the article uh, to kind of make it a little easier to see because it's again it's a teaser and it's really hard to see. But it, it kind of makes sense as a warden. But at the same time, this is Blizzard. They could be, like, seriously trolling us, like they did with uh, D.Va. 
because everybody saw the dragon claws and thought death knight or death wing was coming yeah it was just diablo it was just diablo Diablo. (laughs) yeah and it was diablo clawing at diva so ever since then people are kind of like eh, what is blizzard actually doing and I, i don't know and then there was also the the final third piece of the puzzle that's technically the second piece, I guess, but it came out yesterday alongside the teaser. One of the Blizzard, I think it was artists, posted part of the like Green Lantern, uh, whatever. I forget what it, the Green Lantern. The oath. The, the oath. oath. Yeah, yeah, that's the word for. That that was it. That was the. On uh, the the nerd in me needs to point out that that's Hal Jordan's oath, not Alan Scott's oath. Yes. Okay, that thing that Rossi said, and they posted that on. Reddit in response to the Reddit thread where this was happening. Uh, so I have no idea. I'm I kind of want it to be Cordana and Alex will hate everything if it's Cordana and not my Ev. But I think Cordana would be interesting. Yeah, I would. Alex is prefer- of the opinion that if it is a watcher, it should be my Ev. And I kind of I'm in agreement with him on that one because Cordana was just introduced in the last like couple of expansions, whereas my Ev is one of those Warcraft figures that's been kind of yeah entrenched in lore since warcraft 3 so it it makes sense like it would be a disservice if it was not her you know someone also pointed out and this is something i didn't even come close to thinking of that um the voice actress from i have was at the women of warcraft panel at blizzcon and like she got you know that whole panel was praised but i guess she got praised as well like and she was amazing on that panel i watched it yeah and if, if they have her you know obviously they have her ready to do voice lines, the, but the funny thing about her is that she seems so nice and normal. Like when she's just talking, <laughs> she has to actually her normal voice is not that voice. She has to really kind of reach, and she even says, "Yeah, I need to like take it easy on on court on uh, Maya days." You know, so yeah. but yeah. that's the thing. Like responses, you know, were great to her in that panel, and she's just a great voice actress. And people are like, "Well, it would be kind of a disservice not to use the voice actress." The same time, I'm still. Like, I want my Ev in the game at some point, but I, re- I got really excited about Malganis. Like, argh, Yeah, really me want... too. I like the thought I of really Malganis. I really want a Dreadlord hero. I, I do and... like the thought of Malganis. And Malganis, I mean, he's a demon of the Burning Legion, so it would make sense that he would be locked up in the vault. Because that's the whole yeah. thing with the Green Crystal, is they have these dangerous demons that are locked away. So... Yeah. Is it the figure that is on the other side of that crystal, or is it the thing in the crystal? And if it's a thing in the crystal, then it's going to be a demon something. Yeah? Yeah, and this is sort of what they did uh, with the Diablo release. It was from Althiel. Yeah. They had that candle burning, and people thought that candle was, oh, it's Deckard Cain's candle. Like, that's the one by his desk as he's writing. Right. But then the candle finally went out, and that's, you know, because the chill of death was approaching. So we'll either get a, another teaser tomorrow that solidifies something, or we'll just get the, the reveal tomorrow. I'm um, hoping we get the reveal because I'm really kind of curious. I am curious. too. Now, now uh, I'm Slowpoke. Slowpoke in the chat channel says, "In before we get another double hero reveal with Malganis and Mayev. Now please, that yes. would be cool. <laughs> yes, please. Do it. The best part's going to be it's exactly going to be like when they did uh, uh, Hanzo and. Alex oh, Rosley, yeah. yeah. It's going to be just yeah. like it, because they're going to be friends. <laughs> My Evan Melgan is teaming up. What? No. <laughs> oh, and instead of an anime promo, it's a like cheesy 80s double or uh, good cop, bad cop, buddy oh, cop no. thing. That's the yeah. problem with that would be that Maya would be bad cop. <laughs> I want to see Melgan as the good guy. 
hey, you could work with me, or you could talk to my friend here. You will suffer in prison for a million years. Anyway, yeah, she, gets, uh, she gets like that. Yeah. Speaking speaking of good cop, bad cop, let's switch to Blizzard's uh, latest decision, which has people pretty polarized. Um, the refer to a friend changes to uh, World of Warcraft. I'm going to let Ann talk about this because you wrote the post about it, and I, I'll be honest, I don't understand what they did. So. I didn't. I wrote I didn't the post. Yeah, I was going to say I didn't write the post, Mitch did, but oh, it's well, the same same thing though. It's it's easy enough to explain. Okay, um, they did some changes to the way recruit a friend works. They've reduced the bonus XP boost from 200% bonus to 50% bonus, effective January 22nd. Now, if you had recruit a friend active before January 22nd, you're still getting that 200% bonus for the 30 days or whatever. They didn't change the bonus that you're already getting. It's just now if you sign up for recruit a friend, it's going to be the 50% bonus instead of the 200. And honestly, I understand why they did this. Okay, so initially the way recruit a friend worked was it was a faster it was a way to to team up with your buddy and level together and you'd get an experience boost that was you know a significant portion faster than actual leveling well we all know what happened to actual leveling in the game because you me Rossi, you were there too. Alex was there. Liz was there. We leveled through vanilla. We leveled all the way to Legion with no heirlooms. And it went pretty quick. I mean, we were only doing, what, like two hours a week or something like that? Yep. Yeah, two but to three hours a week, yeah. In the long run, when you kind of looked at our slash played, it went really fast, even without the heirlooms. We were out leveling zones like almost immediately without heirlooms. And we made it a point to not have the heirlooms because we wanted to take our time. We that screwed around work. a lot too. We did, we did. But even even in all of the screwing around, it really didn't take us that long. No, and, that yeah, that's my point, is we screwed around and it still didn't take long. Yeah. So um recruit a friend was intended to be faster than that leveling experience. Well, they've since fixed and adjusted that leveling experience so it's not all disjointed and out of order and so that it's smoothed things out so you're not out leveling zones before you finish them and they've actually made it so that you can go back and you can pick and choose whatever, like the zones scale, right? Um, are things a little more difficult? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, I've been playing a Worgen alt that I picked up because I was like, okay, let's test out this new leveling experience. And I do have heirlooms on the Worgen, but I'm still getting like two or three levels in a play session. So, I mean, it hasn't really slowed me down all that much. It's just, oh, suddenly I have to pay attention to things like health. And maybe I should be doing that in a video game because what's going to happen when I get to max level if I'm not used to paying attention to where my health is at? Bad things. So I understand why they did that. But when they did that, all of a sudden that recruiter friend bonus, scale-wise, it was it was powerhousing people through recruiter friend way faster in comparison to the leveling experience as it is now revised. So what they did with this recruiter friend change was bring it back down to the same scale level as the original, where you're leveling faster than you would without recruit a friend but you're not leveling at such a breakneck pace that it's absolutely ridiculous you know what i mean no and, i understand and Mitch, me you can the... go into this too because i know you wrote the post so yeah so the thing that i find kind of funny and this is the thing that you know a couple of people are like oh my god that's your opinion's wrong um 
a lot of the people commenting on the post, and this was my point in the post, is that recruiter friend wasn't really being used to recruit a friend. It's uh, it was something people used to level boost alts super super quickly. And I think there there is one comment on the post, and I'm sorry if I'm you know not up to speed entirely. But one comment that says, I've genuinely used this, I was recruited from the game, and I've used this myself to recruit, like, four people now. That is who the system's for, and that person, you know, has a right to be upset if this isn't the same speed as it was before. But most of the other people on the post are saying, I use this to level super, super quickly when I, you know, or to get a free mount, or to get a pet, or whatever. And that, again, is not the point of the system, and I know it's like, well, I don't want to spend money on a level boost, which fair again, you know, I don't expect people to want to spend money on a level boost. But the what you are doing with the recruiter friend boost is buying the base game, usually when it was on sale, but still buying the base game, buying up to the latest expansion, probably. And also purchasing two months of game time, I think, to get them out. Yeah. For the rewards. So which is actually cheaper would, than, than to buy a level boost. I think it, with, it is cheaper. It is cheaper to buy a level boost, but Blizzard's response to that was essentially like, "That's way too convoluted, and that's not what we want people doing." Yeah, they they Ornix went to the forums and said that they recognized the majority of people using the refer a friend system before these changes were doing so in order to level alts quickly. If anything, we take that as a strong indication that the system needed to change. The best method to level a character in World of Warcraft shouldn't be buy a new copy of the game, put it on a separate account, send a refer a friend invite, level a new character, and then transfer that character to your primary account when you're finished. That's messy at best. And they're right. That is messy. That's really convoluted. Yeah, and... (laughs) I understand being upset. I understand if that's the workaround you went through, being upset that you can't still do it. I get yeah, that. Yeah. But it is. I mean, come on. You have to recognize what you're doing. You, 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 you realized you could get away with something that it wasn't against the rules, that it wasn't against the terms of service, and so you did it. And Blizzard looked at that and said, "Okay, but my God, be, that's a mess." Like we have to be absolutely clear here. None of this that they just mentioned, like the buying a second account and doing all that stuff, like none of that is against the rules. There's nothing no. saying that you can't use Recruiter Friend in that manner. As a matter of fact, I think there was a blue post a couple of years ago where they said, "No, that is absolutely okay. Don't feel that you're going to get in trouble if you do that." Because like somebody was asking about it. I've done it myself. Like I have a couple of recruiter friend rounds, and one of them is one where I actually got a second account and went ahead and leveled on both accounts at once, and it worked out fine. And I got um, which one did I get? I think I got the zebra out of that one. Um, I have the zebra unicorn. Yeah, I liked that mount. I like. I still yeah. like that mount a lot. But um, so I mean, I'm I. I did it and I didn't get in trouble for it because there's nothing to get in trouble for. It's just that if that's the way people are like, ah, this is the ideal way to level an alt. No, it shouldn't be. (laughs) It really shouldn't be because that's a really complicated process. That's kind of, yeah. It's not so complicated. You can't figure it out, but it's just at that sweet spot of complication where I'm like, F this, I'm not bothering. And I'll just go sludge along because it's like, uh, so I have to go buy a new account. Then I got to buy the uh, the WoW game chest to get it up to the most recent version so I can level it as far as possible. Then I have to go and send a referral to myself. And then I, it's like, oh, my God. And the, uh, um, yeah, the other point, I, you know, I wanted to make, or well, kind of ties into the same one, but like, before you get super up in arms, who is Recruit a Friend aimed at? Like, who is this system for? Brand new and players. It, it's, it, yeah, it's for brand new players. 
And maybe some people are fine, you know, speeding through the content, not seeing the story. But, like, if you want to get into the game and want to understand it, then Recruiter Friend, you know, used to level you way too quickly to really understand what was happening. And, I'm again, I'm not saying I necessarily agree with the changes or that I like them. My biggest opinion on it is that it doesn't affect me because I don't recruit a friends. Therefore, eh. Yeah, I don't, like, I don't really use, I use the system, like I said, I used it that one time, and then I actually did recruit a friend, like actually brought in somebody to play the game and we played together. Um, those are the only times that I've used it, though. Like, I, I haven't used, used it, it since, and as far as leveling alts goes, why would I, the recruit a friend thing never really, I mean, leveling was so fast anyway, like, my monk that I had, I took my monk from level... 35 something like that to level 110 in about a week of just normal gameplay not like super hardcore gameplay or anything like that now this was before they put the leveling changes in but it was fast like there was it was fast it was just fast leveling yeah i think yeah. why would i get recruit a friend to make it faster when it was already pretty fast to begin with you know there's, there's room to discuss the overall effect of the leveling changes, but I don't think that that's going to come out just in a recruiter friend discussion either. No. And, and we have other stuff to talk about. Yeah, so. we do. Some, someone in chat does mention, uh, Slowpoke says, I wish we had more options to get the rewards. Like, why not give those for Scroll of Resurrection? Which I don't think Scroll of Resurrection, exi- uh, Resurrection exists anymore, which I would love to see that back because, yeah, uh, you know, again, commenters on the recruiter friend post were like, Everyone I know plays WoW already. Like there are, it's hard to find people to recruit. Um, it's which is easier true. to find people who used to play but don't play anymore. And if you could yeah. bring them back and get a reward for that, that would be cool too. Yeah, and I, I would honestly, I'd, I'd love that more because me too. Yeah, I know a lot. Of, I have a lot of friends who stop playing, and it's like if I could throw them a, a scroll and say, "Hey, come sign up again, so I can get a free pony." I would do that. Oh heck yeah! <laughs> oh heck yeah! Yeah. Um, since I don't want to recruit anybody else back to World of Warcraft because, again, <laughs> I don't know anybody who doesn't play it. Um, instead, I'm going to talk about the Blizzard World final map finally coming to uh, Overwatch. There are also new skins with it. Um, I think I don't remember who wrote the post on this one, but you guys both play Overwatch a lot. Yeah, and so um, on the new skins front, uh, the, the 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 skin where Zarya gets to be a barbarian is possibly my favorite thing ever in the history of the universe, but there are other skins, <laughs> so we should talk about those. Go ahead and talk about those. I'm pulling up the gather- gallery real quick here, but I know uh, they did kind of like a countdown like over the past you know, five days or so, six days, and revealed some of the new cosmetics. So some of them we kind of saw already. Some of them, uh, actually we may have seen all of them up to the lead-in, but they have the Blizzard World like quote-unquote blizzard world skins which are ones where the overwatch heroes dress as heroes from the other blizzard games okay black hand doom fist is everything (laughs) yeah i i love him i love his skin i also love the fact that lucio lost his shirt and apparently gave it to john kratt who put it on (laughs) and it's also it's an actual brazilian skin for lucio which is yeah i love Um, it so much i love his new skin it's they're they're all great. Um, the the crossover ones: Barbarian Zarya, which is basically Sonia. Yeah. Um, Nova Widowmaker, which is hilarious because we have Widowmaker Nova in Heroes of the Storm. She looks so cool too. That Nova skin she looks amazing. Is amazing. It's so good. 
It is. It is. It is very good. And then, of uh, course, you have Torbjorn as Magni. Yeah, and he looks looks just freaking awesome. <laughs> it's Magni with a mechanical hand, like a claw hand. I love it. I love it and so then, much. Somehow more terrifying than most of his other skins with the giant belly buttons. Uh, Butcher Roadhog. Yeah, I like That's, that skin too. I think that one looks really good. They are all like they're. I don't know how to like say this accurately, but they don't look. I guess phoned in, which is not something Overwatch ever does, but they look like the characters, but they still fit within the Overwatch universe. Like, yeah, it's it's not it's not. Hey, we took um, oh, we took Black Hand, like the orc model for Black Hand, and we just plunked him in game and called him Doomfist. No, it's actually Doomfist. It's just it's like Doomfist decided to cosplay as black hand that's what it looks like yeah <laughs> with all they, of these it's like they decided to cosplay as this character none of the skins feel like blizzard was like yeah this hero is kind of close to this one so why not it, it's like wow these are perfect these look amazing i'm playing this person in overwatch and can um, we talk one about skin that isn't actually um even a cosplay type skin but the the reinhardt skin mm-hmm. is really good yeah that's, that's, that's the one from, his, from his cinematic yeah yeah it's from the animated short that came out at BlizzCon. Um, so it's a young Reinhardt skin. May similarly, May has the skin from her animated short that came out last year at Gamescom. Was it Gamescom that that one came out? I think yeah. So. Yes. Um, and then uh, can we can we can we just talk about Black Cat Diva because she's so cool. <laughs> her she neck is... has a tail. <laughs> She is so cool, and yet there are so many comments that I probably can't say on the show that I, I am both surprised and not surprised at all that Blizzard made the skin for her. I it, yeah, she's like goth. She's like goth. She has blonde pigtails. She's uh, just so cute, and like yeah. the actual like her mech. Her mech has little kitty ears on it that look absolutely amazing. And like I said, the mech has a tail. And that is just, like, the most precious thing ever. I love it to death. So, you know, I mean... Yeah, it, it is an amazing skin. And I think there's a, you know, there's a reason they saved that for the last, like, reveal right before they actually when went they, live. Because... When they put out those sprays and the sprays started to show, like, the new skins that were out there, everybody fixated on the Diva spray. Because the Diva spray was her yeah. in a black dress with cat ears. And everybody was like give us cat girl diva so they uh, they saved that one for the end on purpose yeah because there's, everybody was asking for it yeah and there's not to meanwhile cross... i'm in love with this this zarya one because of the chunky boots yeah. zarya's got to... the chunkiest of boots i i, I love she, oh she does she does yeah i love farah's new skin too the asp skin i think that that one's like really pretty um i like them all there's not a one in there that i don't like i think they all look amazing so I'm really happy about this. And again, you know, if you guys were wondering, these are all at being added to the base loot box. They're not part of an event or anything like that. Like, there's no Blizzard World event or anything. This is just, they decided to drop a whole mess of cosmetic updates or upgrades to the base loot boxes. So there's more stuff to get now. So if you actually, if you actually played Overwatch enough to get everything that was in the base loot boxes, like you had all the skins, all the sprays, all the emotes, all of it. There's new stuff to get now. Um, it's it's also nice that the, like the legendary skins, like the Black Cat Diva and all those, uh, they're only a thousand credits, which you know I know only is maybe a strong word there, but compared to the legendary skins from the events, which are three thousand for the newer it's ones, it's a deal. Like, it's a good deal. Yeah, I I was like, oh man, I have four thousand credits saved up, you know, in case of. Uh, 
an event popping up soon. I barely play, and I think I have a thousand credits. <laughs> I could go get yeah, the deepest so, skin if I wanted to. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Oh, and someone, yeah, speaking of events, shouldn't Year of the Dog be starting in like two weeks? Yes. Uh, yes, it probably should, which means... We haven't heard anything about it yet, but it's probably going to. And yeah. I'm assuming um, Jeff had that developer update that he that they put out there like right after the new year and he was talking about how they were working on some new stuff for year of the dog so uh we should expect to see some new stuff i don't know if we're going to see new skins or i'm going to assume that we're going to see new skins as well as you know have the old ones from year of the rooster still available but don't like quote me on that because i don't work for blizzard so <laughs> I yeah. don't it's know. probably coming up though it's yeah it's probably coming up and i'm guessing that like in the next week or so since this just came out yesterday like they just released blizzard world and all this stuff yesterday i'm expecting in a couple of weeks we'll see an announcement um yeah, which about... we, we didn't even ne- talk about blizzard world that much it is so cool it's so neat it's so like i go in there and i'm like the, the first thing i like thought was like this place looks like it's so happy i just need this in real life it's i want it so badly it's very good. Were you, didn't, were you queued up for like two hours yesterday trying to get in? Uh, it was a half hour, but yeah, there was a 2,000 person queue when I tried to log in shortly after it went live because everybody wanted to play Blizzard World and they did. They have a specific brawl for it. So like, it, it's just a, nor- it's a normal game. Like, there's nothing special about the brawl except it's guaranteed to be on that map just because they know that's why people are playing it. Um, also, semi-related though, that map is not going to be part of competitive play until the next season, season nine. Okay. I'm just wondering if we're going to see it in League at all. Like in one of the later uh, stages of League. I, I know we're not going to see oh, it in I'm stage sure we will one. In the later stages. But I'm wondering yeah. if, like, by stage three, stage four, we're going to see it in League. Because I would love to see that map in Overwatch League. Are you kidding me? I, I'm great. sure we will. Yeah, I'm sure we will. Like, you know, I don't know when season nine goes live in the real game, but probably by stage two, I'd say. Here's something I get to ask you guys because I don't watch it and you do. Uh, does. Does League use the team skins exclusively when they're playing? Like, do they wear the skins for yes. their team? Yes. Now I'm sad because if they do Blizzard World, they won't be wearing the funny skins. No, they don't wear the funny skins because it's a lot easier to pay attention to who's doing what when everybody's in uniform, as it yeah. were. So one like side has jersey. the full color uniforms and the other ones has, have the white uniforms with the color accents on them. Um, and I'm not sure how they do so they actually have you. They've actually got home and away skins? Yes. Yeah, oh, they do. that's cool. Um, the ones that you can purchase in Overwatch are all the home skins, the ones that are like full color. Uh, the away skins, you can't purchase the away skins, but why would you want to? They're just, they're mostly white, and then they have like little patches of color that are the home colors. Um, just like in baseball, like, you know, in baseball where you've got the home and away jerseys, that kind of thing. Although I think uh. they've kind of like started to switch it up a little bit in the MLB, but it used to be when you were home, you had a really colorful jersey. When you were away, you were wearing the white one with the pinstripes and the colors on it. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Uh, there are still teams that do that. But yeah, it, it's it's that concept. Um, all of these teams are living in L.A., to my knowledge. Yes. I think the they're games all... are all in L.A., so... Yeah, I think they're all living in L.A. It's just they ha- represent the different areas and things like, like the different regions. Um, each team represents a different region. So I don't know how they determine who is home and who is away. I'm, I'm guessing there's a coin flip or something at some point. I, I've never seen yeah. that actually addressed. Like, how do they determine who's the home team, who's the away team? I don't know. Regardless. Sports. It makes it easier to watch, though, Rossi. That's why they don't have them use the funny skins. It's just because it's easier to pay attention to who's doing what. 
Yeah, it's not like Heroes of the Storm, which you get to see all the fun stuff in uh, HGC. Oh, that's I was just curious. I like I said, I haven't gotten to see it yet, so that was a yeah, no, information. no problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, but discussing, we are kind of an interesting situation here because we've got seven minutes. Do we want to try and do an email? Uh, let's do one email. We'll take the short question one. How's that? Okay, uh, I'm going to do the announcement real fast then. Okay. Uh, if you guys have an email for the show, please send it to uh, podcast.blizzardwatch.com with podcast of Blizzard Watch in the subject line so we know it's for the show and try and keep your email short as possible so we can get as many as we can on the air. Well, so today it's probably just going to be one and Anne's going to read them for us, Anne. <laughs> just the one, but this one is from Savitar who says, Hey, watchers, very short question. How much of the lore do you want to be explained or do you think a good portion should be left, quote unquote, mysterious? Cheers, Savitar. Uh, it's me. I want it all explained. Everything? Oh, I don't necessarily want it to be explained in the game, mm-hmm. but I want there to be something I can go find, find out. I'll, I'll If they put out 20 Chronicles, each getting more and more minute, like if we covered year one of Burning Crusade, I would buy it. I'm like that guy. I want, you know, give it all to me. If you've got an explanation, shovel it on me. Change it later. I don't care. What about you, Mitch? So when you first read this question, I thought they meant how much do we want explained in game? Um, um, lore in general, I think. And I'm sure they're talking World of Warcraft here, but maybe we can yeah. like, apply that to stuff like Overwatch too, where they or, or even Diablo or StarCraft where they have lore, but it's not necessarily fully established in Overwatch's case. So uh, I'm trying to think of if there's an actual example of what I'm about to describe, but like I'm okay with some stuff not being answered if like everything's been wrapped up. I'm not okay with plot thread, like dangling plot threads. Um, like if there's some sort of mystery in the game, I'm okay with that. And I, you know, I think it's cool if it does get explained and if they explain it well, that's fine. Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think if there's an example. You don't like stuff like the original missing diplomat where it just ended in Theramore and it's felt like there should have been something else there, but there never was. Correct. Yes. Correct. That kind of thing. Um, or, and I guess it technically was finished, but like. Oh, the uh, the Sylvanas kind of stuff when in Cataclysm came out, like she had this big focus for a while. I guess we are kind of getting back to it. You know, they took their time. But the uh, the the Sarian, is he the one that got put under the Undercity? Or is it the uh, other guy? one? It was no. the other one. It was, Kol- uh, Kolatara? Kolatara? Kultera. 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 Yeah. 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 So that whole thing, um, I would like an answer to that mostly because it sounded like this really cool, like, oh my God, what is under the Undercity? What is she going to, is he going to come back some sort of mindless zombie or like, you know, subservient to, you know, the extreme. And then he comes back. He's like, eh, I don't want to talk about it. Um, or well, to be fair, he didn't just come back. We went and got him. If you're a death knight, you go and get him. Okay. He still doesn't really talk about it. Or I guess better example would be the, the one dude, Neptulon. Um, what that was Neptulon, clearly, yeah, literally they just, that you know, was yeah, clearly, I got away. I, that was clearly a plot that they intended to do in Cataclysm and they just kind of dropped and then they, they brought him back. There wasn't really an explanation. That's the sort of thing I would like that explained because it it didn't feel like an intentional mystery. Um, I, I'm trying to think of intentional mysteries, though. Do you Can you guys think of any? Lots. For um, years, they kept uh, Illyria and Turalyon mysterious because they yeah. didn't have an idea what they were going to do with him yet. Yeah, okay, perfect. But like, then that, they brought him back and it was actually... When I say like, I, when I say I want it explained, I don't mean literally sit down and just dump everything on me. I'm I'm like, but I'm super excited every time something that comes back. Like when Alarian Tarallian came back, I was down for it. If they suddenly did like a really big Kalia Menethil novel, I would be down for it. I'm down for any of that stuff. I, I am a total like if tomorrow they announced that they were going to do an Overwatch novel 
talking about the actual foundation of Overwatch and all the stuff that happened up until it broke up, I, I would, would be throw down. my credit card at the monitor. <laughs> yep. Literally, Michael, Here, Michael take Chu, it. <laughs> Michael Chu would be finishing the tweet where he announced it, and he'd look up. He'd look up from his computer, and I'd be there, right in front of him, going, "When does it come out? <laughs> Release date." <He's like>, ah! <laughs> He tried to get away. He'd turn around and run, and Anne would be right there with her credit card going, no, take it, just take it. Take this. Give me a release date. <laughs> just give me the manuscript. I'm good. I'll proofread it for you. <laughs> we had people for that. Ah! I offered to proofread Christie's novel for her. She turned me down. <laughs> oh, I wonder why. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. So, um, as far as I'm concerned, lore... It's kind of a tricky subject because I look at lore in two different ways. There's the way where I just look at the story and enjoy the story as it's being told. And then there's the way where I take kind of half a step back and go, okay, here are all of these plot threads. This is where they're going. These are the patterns that are being established. Okay, they aren't finishing this one, so we're just going to set it to the side. And I do this puzzle piece thing. Like, this is how I predict stuff, guys. This, this is how I put stuff together. My brain is just a weird place where all of this stuff makes sense, and I'm just doing Tetris with plot threads. Like, that's what I do. Um, so I don't really necessarily want everything filled in because I understand from that perspective of building all these, like, putting all these little building blocks together that you need to have a reserve and you need to have empty spaces to fill. Like, you, you need to, when you're building all this stuff up, you have to have kind of a reservoir where you can pull from so that you're not just making things up out of thin air. Because if you make it up out of thin air, could it be cool? Yeah. But is it quite grounded as much in the universe that you've just built? Maybe not so much. Whereas if you're pulling these elements that you've left behind and kind of integrating that with everything, all of a sudden it feels like really solid established fact. And I like that. And none of this is probably making sense to either one of you. <laughs> I no, I kind I kind of get it. Um, I actually I thought of a a good explanation. At least I think mm-hmm. should work. As far as Illyria and Teralian go, they you know they had the loading screen thing. No one's seen them for ages. Yada yeah. yada. We didn't see them in Outland, and people are like, oh, shouldn't we be seeing them here? Right. If we had not seen them uh, on Argus, I I think that would have been the sort of mistake where I was like, okay, Blizzard, you should have answered this. That's that's. That was the right when, place for them to pop up. Yeah. When we got to Argus, though, and then Illyria mentions the whole, or like hints at being, uh, you know, Zara doing something with the Void, like kind of banishing her for a little while. That's the sort of plot thread where I would want to know at some point, but I would have been okay with it being a mystery. But we got it answered in the audio drama. And well, it's like the I, whole, um... I appreciate that. I, it, but it's. it's not like I saw that and was like, okay, well, they have to answer that immediately. Um, If they had waited to reveal that until, you know, Void Lords were a bigger thing, that would have been fine. It was kind of weird because, like, the Shaman class hall, the Shaman class hall had a couple of those moments because there was the whole Neptalon thing that we mentioned before where you go and you get Neptalon and he has nothing to say about being carried off by Ozimat at the end of that dungeon, which was a big deal at the time. Like, it was a big deal. This was, like, the elemental lord of water just suddenly being taken away um shouldn't we follow up on that oh i guess we didn't have to womp womp right the other thing was uh they brought magatha back in 
like Grim yep. Totem. They brought her back in. The last time we saw her was in Thousand Needles. By the way, if you haven't done the Thousand Needles quest chain post Cataclysm on Horde, um, go do it because there's some really cool stuff there. And the quest chain actually ends with a face off with her. Um, and it ties directly into what we see in Legion, but none of that in Legion is really resolved, and they seem to be okay with just letting her hang out in the class hall. I'm like, uh, this is the this is the chick that killed Karen Bloodhoof, and we're okay with this. We're okay with her just hanging around. Like, shouldn't yeah. somebody be concerned about this? You know, there, there's like a couple of. The, with the shaman class hall in particular, there were a couple of moments where I was like, why aren't we following up on these things that were really fascinating back when we initially saw them? And I don't know if it's a matter of, you know, there's been a changing of the guard over in Blizzard and creative development over the years. Kosak has moved over to Hearthstone. Metzen retired. Um, a few of the other guys, they've retired or they've moved on to other things. So it's like a new group of people over there that are working on things. Maybe they don't want to play with these old plot threats. But I feel like they could have been tied up more elegantly than they were. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, don't, don't Agreed. bring it in and just brush it off to the side. Like, address it, wrap it up, and then move on. At least give us the wrap up and then move on so that we've got something to work with. But I don't think that every little detail of World of Warcraft or Overwatch or anything else needs to be explained. I like I like when there's holes because those holes are where all of that cool speculation comes from. And I really like doing the speculation. So do you, Rossi. So, you know. Yeah, but I, yeah. I'm, just, I'm arguing not for that they have to sit down and give me, like, you know, explain to me exactly what these Murlocs were doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just saying that whenever they come up with more stuff, I'm like, yeah, okay, cool, throw it at me. Yeah, I'm I I'm yeah. totally okay with them explaining as much as they want to. I don't. Do they need to explain everything? No, obviously not. And for that matter, I, I'm the guy that sits down with Diablo lore. Are you kidding me? You want to talk about stuff they don't bother to explain? It's so <laughs> convoluted, but it's good. But it's really convoluted. Uh, Diablo lore got infinite, infinitely more complex with Diablo three. They put out the book of Cain and they just blew the lid off of it in terms of how complicated it was. They added in this whole cosmic backstory that fascinates the heck out of me. And most people don't know anything about it. And when you try to explain it to them, they're like, what? I don't, what? I don't, what is that? I just go and in there and smush demons. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's fine. And they don't have to go into more detail, but when they do it right, when they, when they go into more detail in a way that is, that creates more than it that takes away. I don't want them to explain stuff and take away ideas. I want them to explain stuff that makes more ideas, which is one of the reasons I think we both loved Chronicle. Chronicle didn't do anything to simplify this. It to- sure it told us a whole bunch of stuff we didn't it know. It gave before. us a lot more backstory, but it raised more questions than it answered, and I'm fine yeah. with that. I'm perfectly fine with that because those questions are what makes it interesting. Yeah, exactly. I think. And the- P.S. Okay. Just as a wrap up to all of this, because I know we are running short on time. Michael Chu, please write an Overwatch novel or hire somebody <laughs> to do it. I'll do it for you. Call me, okay? Because that, that needs that to went happen. From A to B to A and really quickly. Just, 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 just call me. <laughs> I just I want a novel. I, I seriously, I, if if they came out with a print novel, I'd be all over that. Are you kidding me? It'd be great. Superhero books. We need more superhero books in the world. Well, all right, small superhero books. All right. Uh, moving on. That kind of wraps us up for emails. I know we only had time for the one, but the, that's okay. We'll carry over the rest of these to the following week, and hopefully, we won't have a glut of news to talk about. But if we do, well, guys, sometimes we I have a lot of news to talk us. about. 
Sometimes we have a lot of news to talk about. Sometimes we have no news and nothing but emails. And we just happen to be in one of those time periods where it's a lot of news. Anyway, Blizzard Watch. It's made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash blizzardwatch. Your continued support means that this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, a better chance at having your question answered on our podcast or the queue, and an ads-free site experience. Thank you very much, Anne. Uh, this has been the Blizzard Watch Podcast. Uh, if you have an email for the podcast, please send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com with the subject lines podcast or Blizzard Watch so we know it's for the show. Thank you guys very much for listening, and we'll be here next week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.